Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ray's Music Reviews. We are back after a long hiatus. We're here with KP, of course. KP! And Ray. And we will be talking about famed Wu-Tang members, famed Wu-Tang member Jizz's Liquid Swords classic album review right after this break. Welcome to Ray's Music Reviews. Come along as Ray embarks on a musical journey through the songs, albums, artists, and genres that have inspired Ray to dive deeper and learn more about them. And now, back to Ray's Reviews. Okay, we are back. Jizza, genius, famed member of hip-hop monolith of the Wu-Tang Clan. I am sure we are aware of who the Wu-Tang Clan are. They're one of the more important, influential, not only hip-hop groups of all time, but just like music groups of the past 20 years. Over, over, over. <laughs> I was I, I was mentioning to you before the other day when we were talking about all this. If you want to know about the Wu Tang Clan, it is a great time. If you go to the bookstore, yeah. there are three different books. I think Raekwon's got a book. I know that Rizzo's got a book. There is also some form of a Wu Tang cumulative book that I think is really Rizzo, and it's like <laughs> a Shaolin thing. And there's also multiple. Documentaries, you know, just about every streaming service has a documentary on the Wu Tang Clan. The one where they kind of sort of get back together and they all have a dinner where they're talking about one another and it winds up kind of being the kind of thing where they look at Risen and are like, dude, we get it. You were the guy who was the genius and put all this together, but by the same token, at some point we were all stars as well and we <laughs> needed to be treated like that. And yeah. then, you know, Rizzo winds up telling the tale that he had come up with and wanted every member to have his own solo record, which is where this comes along. Even after they break up, you find out that they still, even though they weren't working with him anymore specifically on his label, they were still working with him as in he was coming to the studio and doing their beats for them, even though they were no longer allied in that manner. I find the most fascinating way to learn about the Butane Clan is the Hulu docu series that is fantastic. It, it starts with, you know, everybody's from different boroughs and you see them gravitating toward the man in the middle who's the guy who has the beats and they begin to deal with the fact that at some point you, they, they, they haven't gotten that far because they're one season into, the, into it. And at some point you have these guys from rival gangs guys who have literally shot at each other's homes wind up in the same group running East Coast hip-hop. Yeah, I mean, the story of the Wu-Tang Clan is... It's crazy, crazy, crazy. It makes for fantastic television, by the way. (laughs) I I mean, yeah, I mean, it's... You know, it's music history. Yeah, life is stranger than fiction in so many ways. There were many solo Wu-Tang member albums that I think are great and are classic. Um, shout out to Only Built for Cuban Links, uh, Supreme Clientele. But I believe that this is the only uh, album to truly reach the quality that uh, 36 Chambers gave us. And what I find interesting is that it's great, but in different ways, almost opposite ways, because... This album, it, 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 well, 36 Chambers is great because it's almost like a buffet, right? It's all these different flavors, it's all these different rappers, it's everything. 
And Liquid Swords is great because it's almost like a part of 36 Chambers, but more focused, more tight, more uh, just there's more of a sheen there. I thought when I listened to it, and, and when, now that you mentioned it, I think the same thing in that as great as the Wu-Tang records are, and especially especially that early one, it is still nine different voices. And yeah. sometimes you don't know for sure what you know, what's going on. Yeah. That was the that was the critique, right? Was that it wouldn't work because there was too many voices. At least when you saw people talking about it in the again, again I'm, I'm trying to think what that was on. Which one of those documentaries that's in? Where, yeah. the, where they're somebody's in the college room and the the lady actually wrote her own book. The lady who wound up being their manager at some point. The, I think the name of it is the baddest bitch in the room or something like that. And she was, and she was the one who was saying, "No, it doesn't matter that there's so many different people on it because it's like an all-star team. All of them are so great." And then other people were trying to say, "No, no, you can't do that because it's just too confusing." And it was like, she was like, "No, you have to do it. It works. You have to let that happen." And it does. But to your point, this is focused. This, this, is, this is one voice on every track, and then two, one person coming in or two people coming in. And RZA being able to get with Jizza and have a focus on on not only conceptually what this song is about, but the direction the whole album is about. It it has a feel of concept album is not necessarily correct, yeah. but there is a flow to it intellectually and there are themes. Hip hop, absolutely. There are themes Thank going you. On this Thank record. you for saving me on that. Just the way of living is a theme. I, religion is a theme, which is brought up in Bible. Uh, which is mainly brought up in Bible. It's hard for me to buy into uh, religion in a lot of hip-hop tracks. Yeah, yeah. DMX, who will have, like, sermons on the end of their album. But, I mean, religion and hip-hop are... Well, it... All music... I don't know what all music... But it feels like all music at some point stems from gospel. Yeah. That's a part of rock and roll, and that's a part of... Lifestyles and, and people, before they know what is really going on in the world, especially generations before the ones coming up now, they got a lot of their musical influences from churches. And you can tell he had been in churches. You can his references throughout this record to yeah. religion. He has studied in these things. One thing that stood out to me on Golden, I don't know if this is um, like on purpose or not. This is on this, the track Gold, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorites off of the record. There is no cut that's pure enough. I think that could be also taken in like a religion, a religious connotation. Right? Which is, which is like neat. I, I cannot be pure enough because I am forced to do these things. Right. You can take it literally as in cutting of the drug to make more money off of it yeah. or you can take it as in I haven't lived in a way that allows me to be pure. I like, I, I didn't yeah. even get that until you said that. Yeah, that, I think that's kind of why I hooked on to gold. That that was the song that I kind of uh, really got into this record. And speaking of that, what would you say was some of your highlights or favorite tracks? Man, like I... Okay, I really... The title track is fantastic and Duel the Iron Mike is fantastic. But those can be braggadocious. Yeah. And I feel like as great as he is at that, once he gets into living in the world today, that is about the point when I, cause I hadn't listened to this in 20 years. And yeah. and that was at the point where I thought, man, you know, they, they really just don't do it like this. And I, and I remember and I was thinking 
Rizzo is just completely on another level from any. You know, you, there's the old saying: you can't necessarily be better, but you can be different. Yeah, and he is different from anybody at figuring out how sounds go together and taking old clips from Shogun movies and and figuring out a way to make them work in this setting and I, it, it, does, it doesn't work mm-hmm. until you hear it and it's it's fascinating but then the, then it really you like gold see cold world overwhelmed me a little bit and I, I've told you yeah. before you give me a song with a guy that's not a, he may be the person may be a great singer not just this track but a person can be a great singer but if they don't sing you give me a hook on a hip hop album from a, and it doesn't sound like the guy singing is a great singer you got me. You had me at hello. I love that crowd. Yeah. And, and, and uh, that probably goes back to Bismarck Key. I don't know. But <laughs> it works for me. And here, Cold Cold World, it, it spoken, sing-song, hook, and it works. And he's describing, and he living in the world today, Cold Cold World, now you're starting to get into these struggles. And struggles are what make life interesting. Mm-hmm. And what we like we talked about before, it's sad. And we've talked about this with other records. It is sad, but... Struggles don't change. People who have yeah. not have always had to figure out ways to have. Yeah, and, and that's what that, that's what hip hop is. Absolutely, you know, absolutely to to its core to the fact that you couldn't afford instruments to learn how to play the instruments, take the lessons to do the, so you get turntables and you can figure out how to do that. You know, it's at its core, it is figuring out a way around obstacles to be creative and fun and that is what this is it is it is a fun way to tell tales of struggle which is you know as good as it gets so you you said your favorite track was cold world it it is it is i like fourth chamber i like the concepts inside of that shadow boxing shadow box shadow boxing was one that stood out to me and fourth fourth chamber also stood out to me some of the all-time great verses are on fourth chamber absolutely absolutely uh, uh, yeah yeah you gotta go on well, it, it seems like, with, to me, if you give me Jizza, Method Man, and Rizza in any form, I'm, yeah. I have trouble not loving it. Method Man, to me, and I don't think he's better at speaking than Jizza is. Yeah, I find Rizza better at rapping than a lot of people do. I think he's fascinating. He's kind of a avant-garde cat, right? But Method Man has a voice to me and it's different but it reminds me of q-tip or there's a sound yeah it it isn't just what he's saying it's the sound he makes snoop dogg has that it's that i remember you said mf doom reminded you of him mf doom does remind me of him a lot to me method man sounds like a really abrasive cloud (laughs) and i don't know if that makes any sense but (laughs) i mean his voice his voice is like warm Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really, it's weird to like. But the content is never. Yeah. You know, the content is not aggressive, but it, sometimes, but you know what I mean? That, that's why yeah. it doesn't, that's why he doesn't feel like you're inside of a nice soft cloud. I got you back. I got you back. You like that uh, track? Yeah. I like the way it kind of portrayed like the paranoia mm-hmm. of being in that type of environment. I felt the production's great on every song, by the way. I mean, some of the best hip production in any hip-hop record or just any record I've ever heard is on here. Specifically, the beat to Bible is incredible. Um, I just wanted to give a shout-out to that. Ghostface Killers, is, you, you believe he's the best rapper? Yeah, overall, I'd say so. I, I, I'd say so. Yeah. 
And, and you're not alone in that. You're not alone in that at all. A lot of people feel that way. But this is this is undeniably my favorite solo Wu Tang plan record. I think that has to do with the production. Yeah. I think it has to do with the production, and I think. I think it, they did a really. They, you can't. I can't get over what a good job they did of staying on task in all these tracks. Yeah, I mean, this is a focused, tight, extremely, just an extremely pristine, well thought out record. And Completely. You know what's crazy too? I'm looking at. I'm, I'm, I'm glancing over here at sample credits, and you have the Mothers of Invention, Stevie Wonder, DeBarge, New Edition. Three Dog Night, The Ohio Players. Just that always fascinates me too, because that's another place where I always go to Q tip, right? Yeah. When you can hear something and say, if I put this inside of something that I have created, it, it creates that hook yeah. on steroids for me. I mean, that's what makes like Q tip and RZA like geniuses. Right. <laughs> right. Those guys probably, like, I, I've never heard either one of them say how well they get along with the other, but. I would assume that if they were to have a conversation, it's above all of our levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially me, but even about like spirituality, and I was like the, what? The whole works, but especially the fact that they both can create it all between their ears and then find it on a turntables and keyboards yeah. and figure it all out, and that's just incredible to me. It's I yeah. just I love I just overwhelmed by that type of stuff. Are we ranking this? I, I would rate it. What would you, what you um, I would. I'd give it a nine. I'd give. I'd give it a nine. I'm a real big fan of this record. I think this is one of the all time greats. I think this. This is a. This is a person. Personal gem of mine. Not, not personal favorite. I like this album. I give it an eight. And it's not the record's fault. I, first of all, I think eight's pretty high. I think people get mad when you say, "I'm gonna give it an eight and they're like, "Well, why isn't it a ten? Because everything's not a ten. But it does to me there is a difference between very very good tracks and incredibly good tracks yeah for whatever reason i believe that that makes it an eight instead of a nine you think this album's backloaded backloads not fair because i think the back to me starts at three (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i do think it gets better as you go along and then i think it really finishes up strong with bible and stuff like that so yeah and, I, and I, again, too, shadow boxing and fourth chamber, and, and that—that's really high level stuff as yeah. well. That's really good. You are listening to Ray's Music Reviews. The podcast is produced by Go Home Heat Podcast. Contact Ray through at Go Home Heat One on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe and like. Hey, do you know what you've been listening to lately outside of this? Um. Yeah. God, brother. Actually, there is a new RZA track called We Push, and I listened to it when it came out, and I enjoyed it. It, it, ain't, it ain't the new stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't the new stuff. But it was <laughs> it was cool. I listened to The Doors. The Doors. Hip-hop. I, I not, hip-hop icons. <laughs> hip-hop, hip-hop icons. icons. Jim Morrison. Morrison. Well, uh, you know what, though? I mean, rock legend. He is a legend. And what did you think about the, the Doors you've been listening to lately? The Doors? Oh, I, I really like it. I knew I you really would. Like it. Yeah, that's what everyone said. <laughs> I knew you would. I was like, this, you'll dig this most out of you. Yeah, I mean, uh, Soul Kitchen, Break On Through to the Other Side, Light My Fire, The End. Right. The Classic End. tracks. Classic tracks. <laughs> the thing about the Doors, too, is they're, the, they're one of those few bands that says, hey, you know, we can take an organ 
We can take an organ. Light Speaking- my fire starts out with the <laughs> silliest organ sound ever, and then it proceeds to be one of the greatest rock songs ever made. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Lupe Fiasco. I always find him to be interesting, and his new track is good. They released a Prince Live record from the Purple Rain tour that is mm-hmm. it's him live just killing it in the prime with a band that was ready to just destroy. And he's so... Ugh, I can't. But on top of that, a guy that was influential to him that I have been listening to a lot of lately is Sly and the Family Stone. Mm. And they have. I went back and rewatched on, again on Hulu. I'm doing a commercial for Hulu this whole time. I'm surprised they won't cut me a check. Uh, <laughs> Summer of Soul, produced by Questlove, the story of the yeah. Harlem concert, and you have Sly was one of the big performers on there, along with Gladys Knight and all these other fantastic bands. I bought the. Uh, I want to buy the soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is just the the show is great. Though within the first five minutes, you see Stevie Wonder playing drums. And it, and I had heard on a podcast from Bomani Jones, he and another gentleman that were well acquainted with Stevie Wonder's catalog and history and all of these other things. They said, you know, Stevie Wonder may have been the greatest drummer in the world at that time. And I was like, hey, what are they talking about? They're just trying to make it sound cool because, you know, there's no way. And then you see him get behind the kit in the first five minutes of the show. And you're talking about, like I said earlier, you had me at the hello. <laughs> He's just killing it. And it's like, what on earth? Because he was... There are otherworldly talents, and Stevie Wonder is absolutely in that list. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are one, once in a lifetime. You know, what else have you been listening to? Um, I listened uh, while I was sick. Um, yeah, we had COVID. Well, yeah. that was um, tough. I listened to uh, Earl Sweatshirt, specifically the two albums. I don't like uh, SH. I don't go outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some rap song. They are. <laughs> Uh, they're really brisk. Uh, Earl, Earl, Earl Sweatshirt has, I mean, he's one of the only hip hop artists who, um, really delves into, like, mental issues, uh, like, uh, his, his, uh, his mental issues that he's gone through. And, um, I think the, those two are just some really great, really emotional records. I, I listened to them while I was sick because I wasn't feeling good, because I was sick. I didn't go outside. It takes quite a bit of confidence to dive into your mental issues and put them on vinyl and send them out there. Yeah. And it is something we kind of need more of, especially in a time like like times that we're going through now. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you can gravitate towards something like that, sometimes it can help you get through a bump in the road. And I mean, um, by the way, Riot is absolutely that song, even though it's entirely instrumental. Um, the story behind that song is actually great. And the instrumental that it samples was a, a little thing from a record that his dad owned. Mm-hmm. I mean, his his father passed away before the recording of the record. It's okay. an extremely emotional and just well, just just a great song. It's just it's phenomenal. Um, I listened to what else did I listen? I <laughs> Liquid Swords. I listened to Liquid Swords. Been listening to sh- out of some Liquid Swords lately. <laughs> Been listening to a lot of like <laughs> for like a, what is it like a month? Yeah. Yeah, because we were going to do it, and then we got COVID, and then you know yeah. we got back to it. Finally, back on track. Hey, I, wh- did, I did listen to Nirvana that B sides collection they had, the Incesticide. Oh, whatever. That okay. Like, what did you think about I that? Hadn't listened to it before. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's it's a B sides album for a reason. You know, I mean, it's not as good as like their studio stuff. I know, but I've always found like I, I you know me, I'm a, I'm a bit of a record store day geek. And when I go in and I see all this stuff, and I don't always buy it, but 
I always find it fascinating to hear songs from either, like with Prince right now, they keep releasing material that had never before been released. Yeah. And what he did that didn't make it, there's so much you can learn about what he winds up being. Yeah. And the same thing goes with rock bands. Like if you listen to Hollywood Rose, yeah. And they eventually turn into Guns N' Roses. You can you can hear it there, but you know something's missing. And if the version of what's missing is the version without Slash, you begin to realize why Slash mattered. Yeah. Even the songs that are the same on Appetite for Destruction, Slash took them, made them cooler. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and it's it's that that's a neat aspect to music to me is to listen to an artist, understand where he starts understand how he got there or listen to an artist and and hear okay during the another thing they'll do with things nowadays is they'll do extended yeah. album the deluxe version and so they stick the b-sides like you said on there yeah yeah and that is a that is a snapshot of what that artist was going through now maybe he decided for some reason it didn't need to be on there but if he wrote that along the same time that he wrote teen spirit or along the same time that he wrote yeah territorial I mean, pissing i mean you, kurt was a yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He was one of those dudes. He he was, and he was able to. What you were talking about earlier, he was able to dive into the negativity of his life yeah. and and present it to you. And all those artists out of Seattle were able to do that. They were yeah. this, you know, Eddie still is able to do that. But it it's I fascinating. Know, I, I think Eddie seems a little happier now. He does, and that's hurt his music. It always hurts. <laughs> it always hurts uh, the music. It does, dude. It, yeah. it, it's a shame, but. The struggle, and, and I don't know that any of the artists would trade in being yeah. crazy rich for yeah. struggling, but the struggle does wind up helping with the music. It always has. As they say, everything was roses when we held on to the guns. Exactly. Um, Aneurysm's a really good song. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. Uh, I hung out with some guys that liked that record. Yeah, um, many years ago, I listened to some of the MTV Unplugged. Still, probably generic opinion. At least top two MTV Unplugged. Um, the also, Nirvana. The Nirvana. Yeah, at least top two. I haven't listened to the Allison Chains one in a while. Let's see that that Allison Chains is really good. Like you said, Nirvana's really good. The uh, the Stone Temple's really really good. You can delve though also into like when the Roots played back up for yeah. Jay Z. That was off the chain. You know the story goes with that that. They wanted him. This is a story I heard. They wanted him to come in and rehearse, and he was like, "Well, that's not what I do. You figure out how the songs will sound. I'll, I'll just come in and do what I do. Don't worry about me." <laughs> Jimmy Fallon does not deserve the roots. <laughs> he does not. He does not. He does not deserve the roots. Oh my God! And none of us deserve Quest Love. What that guy has done, we do not deserve the roots. Right. Well, Quest Love is you know what he's been able to yeah. do is he researches music and he he tries to make sure that none of this great entertainment that we've had over the years dies. Does not want the basis of what's coming next to die. Yeah. We need to be able to remember that. And I think that's important. I know there are different schools of thought on that, but I do think that I, I appreciate Quest Love for being willing to do that. Is that a rap, man? That is a rap. Uh, do you, we doing the Violent Femmes next? Uh, sure. Let's do You want to do the Violent Femmes? Let's do the Violent Femmes. Super heavy time. That, came out, that album came out in, like, what, 83? It got big in, like, the 90s? Yes. And I can tell you that 
I never like I, I know the hits and I know them and I know the the song on the Crow soundtrack yeah. and I know and I, and I've listened to their records. I've hung out with people that like them. But this will be my first time getting to immerse myself in what they do, and so I'm kind of excited. And if you want to do that too, and come in and listen to what we have to say, and then like yell at us online, or text me if you know me personally, or hop in underneath the thing and say, you guys are completely wrong. We love being wrong. Absolutely. (laughs) We can't be right all the time, you know? No. It's like, you gave that a six? (laughs) (laughs) I hope we don't give it a six. I'll be... I'll be pissed if I spend three, two weeks listening to something and I give it a six. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, I didn't did, listen to that. Did you say Fishman's? <laughs> no, I didn't. I like, I like that. I did. Yeah. God, it took me a while to get get, get in going with uh, Fishman's. Yeah. But once I got there, I was there. And the Godspeed you. And the Godspeed you. You God. hated Godspeed you. Yes. And then, and then, and then, you know, what, you talked to, it wasn't Mike, it was somebody, it was AJ. You talked to AJ. AJ at work, absolutely. Yeah, and then, and then he was, and then, then on the podcast, you're like, I think this album changed my life. (laughs) Right. Well, that's the funny thing about me, too. When, when you pick these records, I, if I don't get it right away, I have to listen to it more because there has to be a reason, right? Yeah. It's, it, it, you picked it for a reason. You know, something brought you to it. You yeah. like it. You want us to listen to it. And so then if I don't get it, then I have to dive in and try to get it. And yeah. if it totally misses me, that's frustrating because I like to think that I'm able to bend to, yeah. to what is out there. But I'm not always able to bend to what's out there. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not perfect. Honestly, when I when I when we did do the Godspeed You, <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, it's going to take Dad a while to settle into this, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Enough. Raise Music Reviews is back. By the way, a comment that I made earlier about uh, DMX doing the sermons at his end. I like DMX's music. That was not a critique. Correct. It is sorry, tricky. I just, I just realized that. I, I get what you mean. I do it all the time. You know, you say something and you're not trying to be critical of it, but it just pops up. And then next thing you know, you're like, man, I don't want people to be mad at me about it. Especially when it's like. Uh, yeah, especially I get it. Especially when it's like that. Yeah. Like so, yes. Shout out to our guys at the GIN Project, the G-I-N-N Project.com. Shout out to Revolver Records, Elvis Eric, Inside the Magnolia with our friends at Jitterbug Coffee Co. Inside 12th Avenue. It's all in one building. And if you like to twitch. Although he claims, he claims when he when he serves me this coffee drink, that it is somehow slow building caffeine. <laughs> that is not true. I, I think it, 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 it. He claims it's true. Mm. It does not feel that way inside my soul as I twitch, but that's what he claims. Exactly. Thank you so much. Raise music reviews is back. Go home. <laughs> <laughs>